zombies have taken over the world, and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey. The Outbreak Challenge, OutbreakChallenge.com, has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse Now. Use your real-life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. You can do this alone, you can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real-life medal. Now, this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you want to try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want, and enter in the code Zombie Run to save 15% off. That's our coupon code, Zombie Run you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is Zompocalypse Now. Happy Christmas. Happy, what are, what are we doing with our lives? Happy, happy existential crisis. <laughs> oh, so, man. A Tuesday, then. Uh, hi, folks. This is the Zompocalypse Now podcast. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dustin. And I'm Curtis. And we are talking on this episode about a new deal. It is the 18th episode in the 11th season of The Walking Dead. Uh, of the fourth cycle of the sixth iteration of the seventh house. Because the moon <laughs> is in it. And yeah. So yeah, we are in, this is the end. This is the tail end of, of The Walking Dead as this show wraps up and spins off into its 16,000 spinoff series. Some of which this episode might be setting up a little bit, which concerns me. Are you talking about Ready Whip? That's what I've decided to call Negan's wife. You want to know why? Oh, yes. We want to know why we call it a Ready Whip? Pray tell. Because you keep Ready Whip in the fridge. Oh yeah. They are I'm so with oh. the whole that whole scene. I was just so angry. I was so yeah. like, why did they why to do it? Stupid fucking Yeah, yeah, we'll get to that. So uh as always, this show is sponsored by the outbreakchallenge.com. Please check out their website, uh, sign up, use our discount. It's 15% off with the code zombie run. You just heard the ad at the beginning of the show, but I don't know why I'm repeating it at this point, but I am. So there you go. And you can check out our Patreon account. We'd appreciate that. So let's dive in. Um, I don't... I think that the best way to do this episode is probably going to be chronologically because honestly, there's no A plot or B plot. Or, like, there are different people, but they're all in the same story this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah um essentially it's we're just we're putting this is a this is an episode where we're putting the pieces in place for what is going to be our final uh for our our final confrontation yes i'd say the pieces are firmly in place well this is also what we said about the previous episode so what they're doing here is they're taking a little bit of time to move the pieces around on the board and set things up for what is clearly going to be a easily resolved happy ending for everyone. Right. Oh, wait. No, that's wrong. So the first thing we get is Jude having some sort of like Anne Frank moment <laughs> where she basically talks about how she she believes people are basically good and and uh and why can't we all just get along or something like that? It's 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 all interspersed with images of Daryl 
at different points throughout the series, kind of starting from the beginning and slowly moving towards who he has become. We're kind of getting to see a little bit of Daryl's journey where he was, you know, we're very heavily reliant on his brother. And then we get to see Merle die again. And then, you know, different him, him, you know, interacting with certain characters and then those characters dying, uh, you know, his relationship with Carol as it's progressed, all while Jude gives this weird monologue about like hope and love or something. It's, it's, it's very so, strange. So what's happened here is that if you cast your mind back to the comic, if you've read the comic and not every listener will have, obviously, but this was her brother's worldview, right? This is the this is the thing that Carl was like, we want to build this this future. And in the comic, it plays out Carl's able to grow up and become, you know, kind of one of the elders of the community. And of course, in this version of the story, Carl is long dead. Judith is filling in. And that's this is really judith channeling carl from the comic so i mean it's and it's you know look the walking dead is not always known for its hopeful upbeat message um i'm pretty sure that hopeful and upbeat uh and the walking dead are you know you ever see that picture where it's like the circle is over here the other yeah. circles over here and it's like the venn diagram that doesn't right yeah so but still, I mean, that's kind of what we're trying to get here. Because even though we're getting these spinoffs, this show is going to want to leave us at some sort of resolution point. Because they right. know there are folks that, that are not going to go off to the spinoffs. They're just not. They don't care enough about Negan and Maggie. They don't, you know, Daryl's a hugely popular character. Is that us? Uh, is, are we going to, is that us? Are you talking no, about us? Unfortunately, he's not. Well, oh no! We fuck we, that and fuck we, them. We for have abandoning to pay us. off our sins for the the dead nuns and children that we're clearly responsible for in some past life. Then this is what we're paying for. But I killed the shit out of some nuns. I'm sure of it. And this is why we're here, trapped mm. forever in this hellscape of zombie apocalypses. Anyway, don't tell anybody we enjoy it because then, then, then they'll well, everybody will want one. You know. No. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, we come essentially right back from where we started, which was uh, Daryl's got uh, Lance by the the neck, and uh, all the soldiers are like, "Stand down, stand down!" And you through, a knife, man. Yeah, and through the magic warp door that they have somewhere, uh, <laughs> Mercer. And the governor, lady governor, and Carol all show up at this place. How they knew this was the place? Let's let's work through the timeline for a moment, okay? While this is happening, while Daryl has captured that fucker in the in the sewer or whatever, yeah. While that is happening, Carol is making a deal with the governor, right? And they're not in town. No. Yeah. Yeah. How how poof well they're not only not in town they're in a different town and they're in the sewers of the different town so and they were far enough away weren't they like when negan escaped like they were like he's four or five hours he's got to catch him before he's got time to yeah they had it... the whole thing last week about it and i, I refuse to i refuse to think any more about it than that yeah this is a whole example of they through the power of script words on the page they arrive just in time right um and lance is taken into custody and at first he's like oh governor lady thank you so much for showing up i was just about to be and she's like save it stupid i know all about <laughs> your your machinations and and uh, wherewithals and and he's like oh you don't even know and she's like yeah i know take him away boys and uh and so he gets put in jail. He's in jail for the rest Wait, of the Wait, hey, before we hang get on a far, second. It's like, hang on. Before he gets dragged away, Daryl's like, 
hang on, I would like to give you something to remember me by. <laughs> and Love. he knocks him down and stabs his hand and then rips it right out. Not gentle-like or nothing, not like a, not like a lover. Like, like he's got some anger involved. And uh, yeah, so Lance is on the, on the ground screaming a whole lot and, and yeah. bleeding. And Daryl's like, don't worry, he'll live. <laughs> it's like Daryl with the one-liners. <laughs> But it's satisfying, but it's also because these people are, are awful. Yeah, and the thing is, is that while while Lance is a villain, he's kind of honest about it. Whereas the governor is like, "But I'm meant to be in charge, and I'm this is this is how it should be." And Lance is just like, "I just want more power." Is, is that too much to ask? I mean, yeah, he's he's an interesting villain, so we know we're not done with him. Right. And, and they're, and they're, they're both incredibly wrong and misguided about their, like, they're both so wrong, but they're wrong in different ways. And they actually have a scene where they, they end up getting to talk about how both wrong they are, and but in different ways. And that is later. So uh, did you mention the deal that they made? No, that's what I was. We were just about to go ahead and talk about the deal. Okay. Well, uh, the okay. The reason, the reason, uh, uh, the governor and Carol and 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 the most badass motherfucker on TV shows up, and kills that zombie. So cool. That was a great one. First kill of the day. First kill of the episode was great. But anyway, the deal was, Lance goes takes the rap for all the shit that her kid did. And in exchange, she's going to re- help them rebuild their their homes and just turn them loose. Yeah, and that's yeah. the deal. Now, do does anyone did anyone in the room think that there was any chance in hell of that ever happening? No. Yes. Not no. for one second did I. No, think, the plot oh. the, the plot will get in the way, and that's fine with me. I'm good with it. It's like, oh, it's okay. I guess the show's over because they're everybody's safe now. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, well, obviously this is gonna, we're all gonna want to go back, and of course that's that's where we have like different characters having different conversations about. I'm not going back. Lydia, Lydia decides to go back, and she goes with uh with that guy who was wearing the hockey mask, and we thought it was gonna be real badass, but turned out to be a total pussy. They're now in love with each other, <laughs> and uh, so they're going back to Alexandria together. And then Maggie is going to do some, she's going to Oceanside to check on them, find out all those bitches are dead, I bet you. And because uh, we never went back after Lance went there and, and flipped a coin. So we don't know what happened. I bet you they're going to show up and all the Oceansiders are dead. Um, I thought they implied that at some point in this episode, but I, but I guess they didn't. No, no, they said they were going back. She's going to go find, you know, tell them what was going on. And the, as far as they're aware, I don't think they they have any clue that he went there and killed all those ladies. Oh. I know there are male ocean siders, but they're all ladies. Like it's they're all ladies at ocean. Siders. It's it's the Amazon enclave. I mean, right. that's just what it was. So then I think that's when we have the so Mercer is doing something. I don't know, cooking eggs or whatever. And uh, Lance is like, "Hey, I think I'm sitting in an ant pile." uh can you come and move me and it's like i was just sitting there that you have no idea what the metaphor you are you are so in the middle of an ant pile and have no idea but mercer is like you're just gonna have to get used to it and he like wanders off and so then lady governor comes up and uh and he's basically like okay so what's the plan everybody's gone how are we what are we doing and she's like no you don't understand you're fucked. I'm. I am. I am selling you out. You have overreached. I. You know. I let it go as long as. But you are just. You're. And he's like. But my political power. And she's like. What political power do you think you have? <laughs> well, then he drops. <clears throat> then he drops a line that probably connects him to the CRM. Yeah. And he's like, there are other forces out there that help with our stability that you don't want to get in the way of my relationship with them but 
she is feeling pretty secure in her place of power right now. So she's like, whatever. But I think that's I think that's like a um but, here, but here's 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 the thing about this scene that I really liked. They are both espousing their worldview and and their 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 idea of how things should work and they're both incredibly wrong but it's like in such completely different ways <laughs> he's like i have i i have put in the machinations i have done the work i have done all the evil that there is to evil and have created this place for myself and nothing and, and i'm gonna win because i'm you know Oops, but I forgot I sat down right in an ant pile. <laughs> you know? And she counters with, you were never important. You're a little person. You're, you were never important. You think you were a player in this? You think you're winning this game? You're not even a player. You, you, you belong with those ants. But neither one of them realized that the only reason that either one of them have any power is because of the ants. Well, and yeah, and they are, they have been a symbiotic relationship, parasitic, parasitic, mm -hmm. symbiotic, kind of the same in this case for each other. He has been a tool she's been very willing to use. And she's been right. able to, and consequently, she's overlooked a lot of the stuff that you know, he's clearly been up to until he stepped out of line. He got in the way of what she wants and revealed, of course, that he has his own, you know, empire building plans. Um, so, you know, he stepped out of his subordinate role. She can't have that. Yeah. And then oh, we, skipped, we skipped over a little part. So Mercer goes over there and, and he says to Lance, how many of my men did you get killed? And Lance is like, oh, when are you going to realize they're not your men? They never were your men. But again, I think that that's wrong because the people that are loyal to Lance and the people that are loyal to Mercer are two totally different animals. I think it's less a question of his, the people who are loyal to Mercer. It's that Mercer is a little person who happens to be a useful tool. Mm hmm as far as Lance is concerned. I mean, Mercer is, you know, he's a great soldier. He does all the stuff, but he also follows orders. And so as long as, you know, and, you know, he's just a cog in the machine. And so, I mean, Lance views him as, you know, he's not important. He's just part of the process. Yeah. Great big swinging cog. Yeah. So let's, let's just do a quick run through of who's staying and who's going. Lydia and, and the mask guy are going. Rosita, the baby, and Gabriel are going, but Gabriel doesn't want to. I bet he's going to change his mind by the end of the episode. Daryl wants to go, and Jude doesn't. Uh, she wants to stay and help with whatever burning down of the society she obviously feels coming in her bones. She is then, a grunt. Yes, and then Ezekiel is staying because he wants to participate in the burning down of the civilization. And Eugene seems like he is going to stay as well because, because uh, what's her name? Max. Kat, Kate, Max, Max. whatever. Uh, she is not, she doesn't want to stop taking down the governor's family. She wants to burn the society to the ground. And so none, she's of, gonna... none of them say anything about the burning of things down. They're all talking about how we can make this a better place. But this is The Walking Dead. And the translation of we can make this a better place always ends in fire. Yeah. <laughs> We're I mean, always, it's always going to be everybody's, you know, fire and blood. So that's basically, and then why we bought the ticket, it's the ride we want to go on. Right. So a, a lot of those people are either in pre preparation to leave or leaving. Mm -hmm. uh, Lydia, Mask Guy, and uh, Jerry, apparently. Uh, I'll leave with Aaron to go back to, uh, they're going to have their own little adventure, apparently. And everybody else is kind of getting ready to go. What Carol is going to do is still kind of up in the air. Oh, she's clearly leaving. She's clearly, well, okay, she's clearly saying she's leaving. 
because she and Ezekiel have that that are you are you coming with us? No, I'm gonna stay and and you know no make- no 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 she says you're not going, are you? Right. But never in this episode does Carol give any indication that she's going. Oh, she's gonna go. I mean, it's just you don't you're Carol is not going to split up the band. Now, what we are unfortunately seeing because of all these people leaving and going different places is where I'm one I think we're about to lean into something that the Walking Dead has a problem with is in an episode like this where everybody gets something to do at least a little bit, even if they're only on screen for a minute, is that we're all keeping all these folks together. We're about to split up the band, which means we're going to have a whole bunch of different side quests that are going to sit there and fill up the time. And I'm concerned that The Walking Dead has a bad track record with that. Mm-hmm. This show... Well, they, it's a common, common thing that they do because they they don't have a hell of a lot of story to tell. But if they can split their cast up, then they can then they can have all these little, like you say, side quests with we'll their see. own little story. Yeah. You know? yeah. And and so that's how they get to eleven seasons when they could have done all of this in four. Right. Well, so, only because only because season two was one, two, three, four, all the episodes too long. Yeah. So Ready Whip and Negan have gone to the doctor. Uh, Ready whip. It's look. I'm going to be honest. It it it's it it sounds racially insensitive. Well, what would you prefer? It's got to be a re- item that has to be refrigerated. Oh, well, I'm pick- willing to go with ready whip if you don't agree with me. It's just to me, it's like, oh, you're calling a lady ready whip. Oh, the problem here is that it is they are so heavily leaning into this this relationship between her and Negan that seems very healthy and and really good for him and he couldn't have he couldn't have kids with his with his wife um, right. when before she died um, let Negan be in charge of the commonwealth when it's all done well he's no the fucking spin off <laughs> they announced before any of these episodes that's what? right that's this right this was he's a- going to New York I mean, talk about talk about marketing and suspense, right? Okay, you want to market your new show. I get that. I completely understand that. Sure. The thing is, is that you have now removed the tension for which characters are, or, I mean, still, yeah, there's still characters who could die, obviously. Right. But we know that Negan and, and Maggie and Daryl and Carol are not going to die. And... Right. There's just we that that is completely pulled out. But why is Negan going to go off to New York with Maggie? He's got this wonderful relationship. He's got a wife. He's got a baby on the way. How do we solve this problem? Well, this is The Walking Dead. And I have some sad news, folks. If you haven't noticed before now, The Walking Dead does not always take the best story option. They has been known to take the quickest story option. And the quickest story option for a, lot, for a big run of this show is, wait, we're bringing in a new black character? Got to kill off a black character. Wait, are we, you know, should we stay in this building and fortify it and build a, 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 a world that works? No, we need to move on every goddamn time. And they are just setting this up. And because we've actually gotten a Negan redemption arc that actually turns out to have worked and has not been terrible this is gonna suck because she's nice she's a nice character this is a good relationship we're seeing here there's this great speech that jeffrey dean morgan gives about you know suddenly just you know realizing you're going to be a dad i mean it's not very long but it's solid and it's emotional and he does a great job delivering it and the whole time i can i'm thinking that'd be lovely but you're never gonna see your kid yeah i would love to be wrong go to new york with him if that kid goes to new york with him i'm probably okay lone wolf and cub with negan okay i might want to see that but uh, yeah I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm. She hasn't been around long enough to earn a spot in that in that uh, spinoff show, so they're going right. to dispose of her. I'm very yeah. Right, except no, exactly. They're announcing cast members 
and she's not been one of them. She has not no. been announced as a cast member of that show. Now, this actually could, no. this could actually be them screwing with us, recognizing that they should have made that they shouldn't have made this announcement already. Um, and just leaving her name out just to make us all think she's gonna die. I would love to be wrong. I would love but we've almost never been wrong. I'm just saying I'd love to be wrong. I don't think I am. I wish this is one of those times when I wish that we had like like really rabid fans who could go on Twitter after I say something like, <laughs> how many times have we been wrong? And have them be actually, actually, Dustin, you guys have been wrong 647 times out of this, the 370 million predictions you have made. So, you know, that would be nice. To, that would to, be fun. Yeah, 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 that'd be nice. Well, I'm not, I'm, if, if that ever happens, I'm not doing any episodes where we're like, here's where we were wrong. Oh, this would require us remembering that. And we, we just don't. Yeah, we do. I mean, I mean, there are a few this, extra that we this, do, but no. The, right. This podcast works on sitcom rules. Only the things that happen in, in while this podcast is happening matter to <laughs> the story of this podcast. Anything else that maybe is continued on from podcast to podcast is strictly incidental. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yes, we get this really, really nice scene, and she's like. They killed my friends and our friends and, and we can't stay here. And he's like, you're right, you're right. And the whole time I'm just going, I like her. It's a shame they're going to kill her. So. I don't even care for her. I don't care. I have no, like, I've, I've turned that off. Like, as soon as she showed up, it's like, I'm Negan's wife. And I got a bun in the oven. I was like, nope, I do not care. Mm -hmm. I have no opinions. You're not going to get me, show. You're just going to make me mad. I'm going to spend the next seven episodes mad. As opposed to every other time you've watched the show. Right. It's only been six episodes prior to this. This time it's seven episodes I'll be angry about. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we never see Negan or, or Ready Whip again for the rest of the episode. Uh, the rest of the episode is taken up with Eugene and Max deciding that they're going to keep messing with the the governor and her family uh she uh he like dumb dumb little cody or whatever his name is uh is supposed to be making a speech at founders day right sebastian right so anyway uh and he doesn't want to because he's a little twerp and uh, mom's like, you've got to make this speech because you've got to lead this community someday. And it's like, what about free and equal open elections, lady? Uh, you don't, he doesn't <laughs> I'm get sorry. to. I'm sorry. <laughs> These, not with this family. Right. And anyway, so so Max has been listening to all this and she's like, fuck these people. And so she basically teach, uh, she tricks Cody into telling her, her what he she really feels while she tape records it uh and now what's interesting about this scene is he's not wrong no his opinion truth his opinion of this place is completely accurate and there's this brief moment where you see that he is keenly aware that he is not the, the son his his mother wanted to live he has an older brother who died, and he's all that's left. And he is very aware he is not her choice. He is very aware that he's a fuck up. And he's very aware that nobody trusts him. This is somebody who, he's not, I mean, he's horrible. He's, he's, a, he's a horrible human being, and, and he gets what he deserves. It is delightful. <laughs> but he's also a more faceted villain than he initially was portrayed as. He's not just a spoiled brat. He's a spoiled brat who knows why he's a spoiled brat. And he's, I mean, it, it, you literally see in this scene that if his mother just actually gave a shit about him, he might actually have not been quite as terrible as this. But she doesn't. 
She doesn't care about him. She just cares about the legacy. And I mean, so I, I thought for all the fact that I hate this character, this was a nice moment because it makes, it humanizes him just enough. And you get a little moment later uh, where it's almost like, oh, is he going to pull a Louie and like, like tell the truth, which is what Max, so Max records his rant, but then she's like, you sounded like you believed that, you know, maybe you don't have to be such a dick, you know, and you could like, maybe you could earn something actually, or earn some forgiveness or whatever by telling the truth. And then she leaves and she brings the tape to Eugene at the Founders Day Festival. Meanwhile, at the Founders Day Festival, um, those spies that Lance has, they come up and kill some people and unleash walkers into the festival. We don't find that out late until later, but that happens somewhere in the midst there. Uh, so all the people are at the festival having a great time. Uh, and they're watching wrestling i know i was like what the fuck and i liked it for a couple of re well i liked it but then then again uh there's no way like it, it was really cute reveal to me that they were that they like that this whole community comes together to watch wrestling i thought that was really funny and it was of subtle like callback to the governor, the original the governor, mm-hmm. because he put on blood sports, you know, right. and these people's thing is like it's it's you know, but it like it's the parody of you know, it's just I liked it, I liked it a lot that they liked wrestling. I thought it but, was like they planned this event because that's what they think people like, you know, the, the, oh they'll love wrestling, they're fucking idiots. No, but I feel like this is probably not the first time this has happened because there's a crowd and there, you know, there's Everybody's... obvious heels and there's obvious faces and like, it's yeah. like a whole situation. The only thing is they could, if, if this community really was that into wrestling, you would not have been able to keep it a secret from us as a viewer for this long because those wrestlers would have been at state dinners dressed in crazy costumes and been like, is that a fuck like wrestler in the back? Or, you know, there would be posters of people like, you know, of the wrestlers. I had high hopes like in Fear the Walking Dead when they when they met the wrestlers and they went to the training thing and they kill all those fucking zombies using wrestling moves. Uh-huh. I really wanted that to happen again. The best thing about this scene for me, in the grand tradition of all things Walking Dead, we have no idea how many people are in the Commonwealth because there's this scene and it's Founder's Day. And there's a wrestling match, and it's a standard-sized wrestling ring. And it's surrounded by people. But you know what? There are enough, there are not enough people at this event to be any bigger than oh, I don't know, every other settlement we've seen in this series. Because this is not like this giant thriving community of thousands of people. There's a couple hundred people. Where are the rest of the citizens? Didn't they say there were 50,000 people in the Commonwealth? Something like that. They're not all around this wrestling rink. I guess I guess only a couple hundred of them give a shit about... Who's <laughs> everybody else? Everybody else is scooping horse shit and making fucking sprinkles. What are they doing? I mean... <laughs> Callback, <laughs> buddy. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is just like, okay, this is, this is fine, except that... It doesn't make a damn bit of sense. <laughs> I mean, this was like an well, arena. That might be something. I'll give, him the, I'll give him the, if you ever tried something like that in Dighton, it has about a thousand people. Uh, they'd get 20, 25, 25 people to show up. I mean, this is, I, but, like, yeah, wow. I don't know. This is, I think, I don't know. I, I you think you're supposed to read it as everybody's there. Well, I know, but that doesn't make it look. It doesn't make any sense. It's like that's a, there are not fifty thousand people in this room. If we're going to splitting hairs about what makes sense, then we'd have to start a whole show about. I'm it. just saying, in the grand tradition of The Walking Dead, not knowing how numbers work. Tell you what they threw a couple. They threw a couple at me tonight that I didn't know what the fuck. What do you What do you do about high amniotic fluid? 
What does one do about that? Nothing. She said it's fine. She's Which is like, something what do we keep do an about eye on. She's like, nothing. Just keep an eye on it. Be everything's going to be okay. Probably going to be a reason you die. Uh, <laughs> Foreshadowing. Be, That's yeah. what you're going to be eaten by eaten by walkers, and your amniotic fluid's going to sploosh all over the place. Uh, it'll be gross. It'll be all slippy. Everybody's getting eaten and slippy. It'll be, it'll be hilarious. Yeah, we're I know. We're, we're bad people. <laughs> so anyway, um, so uh Corey gets up to give his speech and uh <laughs> he, he's like i i am sorry you know i know that i'd have you don't trust any of my words so let's listen to my my great my dad's uncle's words and uh this just so happens to be when eugene plays the tape that he made that that max made and then uh everybody starts freaking out and it starts a riot which is just exacerbated by the zombies. There's so much lettuce in the crowd. Did you notice that? It's like somebody's making sandwiches. Every crowd in the history of crowds is issued a basket full of lettuce, eggs, um, random bottles full of mystery fluid, and um, at least a, a, a selection of other vegetables. It's the law, Curtis. I don't know if you missed this. Maybe they never handed you the basket. I thought it was I thought it was super funny that they broke a broke a glass bottle on a wrestling mat. That was right. that was that thing well, would have bounced fifteen feet. <laughs> my thing, I almost got mad about this, but then I remembered uh, the show I was watching and also the community that this was set in. When the walkers like started coming out and everybody ran in panicked circles, and nobody actually tried to escape from the walkers. Yeah. I was like, that's terrible. That doesn't make any sense. People, those people, those people have, have haven't seen a walker in ten years. Except, well, I, but, no, you know, <laughs> they saw them last week. There were oh, walkers last week. Yeah. Uh, also, um, and I would have thought like this would be a community that had drills. Like, uh oh, there are walkers in the place. Calmly and quickly go to your designated walker area. But then I remembered, oh, no, this is the Commonwealth. They don't have any of that shit. They've been lying to these people, telling them they're 100% safe inside the walls uh, the whole time. So they don't have calm collected. And, like, so many people get eaten by these six walkers. Like, you know, <laughs> it's. Yeah. It's. Oh, yeah, they have a they have a nice little bod right there. Yeah. I'm sorry, if there were, really... were 50,000 people in this space, it'd be just like, Right. Let's just kill the walkers. I mean, there's like nine of them. Yeah. Right. There's not many walkers. Uh, but we do get something really cool, which is Daryl and Judith get separated for like a second and a half. But when they get back together, Judith says, give me my dad's gun. I'll help you take him out. And so her and, her and Daryl end up shooting some walkers together. It's real cute. Mm-hmm. I, I always like she... when they give that baby a gun. Honest to God, I've got, I've got a, I have a Ruger Blackhawk, which is basically the same gun as a, as a, as a Python, right? It's, it's Ruger's answer to that gun, right? I have one of those. I've shot it three times. Goddamn near snapped my off. She, just, she would have got pelted in the forehead with every single shot. <laughs> you're not as punk rock as Judith. Judith is a, a, a ninja baby. She's the uh, last kicker. You know, she wants me to believe she's a badass. She can steam her hat. You know, <laughs> that thing looks like shit right now. <laughs> she looks like a hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, she is a badass and she just saves the day a couple times. And if, so anyway, meanwhile, uh, Corey is chasing Max through the crowd. Oh, well, hold on. We, we, skip, we skipped over the speech, really. Oh, right. He gets up there and he's like, he's got the prepared speech. And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I would just like to tell you, oh, never mind. Let me speak from my heart. And Black fucking hard. And he's like, and for like a split second, I was kind of like, is he going to like just throw his mom completely under the bus? Right. Yeah. Is he going to like. And this works because they set it up in that earlier scene where you're given just enough, you know, humanity to this little horrid child in a man's body you're yeah, he makes just a turn. A, 
you th- you think he might actually do it because it would break from the comic and it would mean something different. That's not what happened. No, his true um, his true colors get shown as soon. And as- I love how when he's like, "Let's play the the speech for my great grand grandpappy daddy," uh, <laughs> and Max just kind of leads her head and like nods at Eugene. And then the tape that she made comes on. I love that. I thought that was adorable. Unfortunately, it's super obviously that she is the one who set him up. And so he goes chasing after her into the crowd. Uh, and he catches her and he, and everybody's trying to like, you know, nobody like this, this guy is obviously like nobody tries to stop him. Like all the people that were out for his blood last week were, were nowhere near the wrestling match. They were, you know, at the carnival or something. And so they don't care. And so she can't, he catches Max. There's walkers coming up and he is going to gleefully feed her to the walker. And Eugene arrives just in time to like snatch her away. And the walker attacks him. And I loved the fact that there were so many people standing around just watching him struggle with this thing and nobody helped him. Nobody, you know, they just stood there and watched. I (laughs) thought that was so perfect. The only problem with that, and it is actually a fitting end for him, but the only problem with that is it doesn't paint the actual citizens of the Commonwealth in anything resembling a good light. Well, they were ready to do a lynch mob on him last week. And but the thing is, is that last week it was very the the very clear that they all thought he was guilty. He's been given an alibi now. He's been given an alibi and he got up there and he gave his I know you don't trust me speech. I'm going to earn it. It's going to take time. I'm aware of that. You know, he but this the first chance they get to let him die horribly they take and i don't disagree with them but i'm not a good person either and (laughs) and so of course i enjoyed him watching him die terribly i'm i have a black and shriveled heart but these are supposed to be these are supposed to be ordinary people not you know monsters like us yeah but i did enjoy to watch him squeal like a a baby as he was bitten that was absolutely satisfying we've all been waiting for that moment for well since we first well since eugene punched him in the nose Mm -hmm. i i would have also enjoyed i would have also been delighted by Uh if it had been a superficial bite you know just a little nibble on the neck Mm -hmm. where we could have gotten him being like it's okay no i'll be okay no like for a second before you know that's it's that's one of those that's one of those uh um tropes of walking dead that that i really felt would have been appropriate there now that you mention it I, i'm annoyed by it 99 percent of the time but i would have liked to have seen that emotional arc go through him mm-hmm. you know um, um no it's just ah uh, god is a tree <laughs> bump the tree is fine grr you know and then he eats his mom yeah but i you know i feel like they wanted to like get him out of the out of the way and just you know so that we could move on with the rest of the plot yeah as yeah. quickly as possible yeah president annie lennox has a lot more to do we did skip over the machinations that led to the plan with the tape recording and that involved max and eugene visiting lance in jail are you gonna deal with the devil and lance is doing a lovely hannibal lecter here oh he's 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 chewing the scenery on this one and it's again um for all the fact that lance is a a reprehensible asshat he's an interesting villain because he's clever literally eat the scenery right yeah, they, <laughs> they bring like, him food they bring him an apple so that like every good asshole he can have a scene where he eats an apple but they're like so um 
we need uh, well, no max is high, max is out of the out of the line of sight not that lance doesn't know she's there uh because lance is clever and he's like and eugene's like well we'd like your help to bring them down and he's like oh eugene silly boy <laughs> if you want to if you want to go up against uh you know the governor and her, and her brat child you got to bring your a-game man you gotta you gotta be willing to burn the place down i and... wrote down a note they're gonna burn it all down right <laughs> of course <laughs> but uh yeah it's, it's a great scene and lance is again for all the fact he is horrible he's an interesting villain and that is the walking dead always doesn't have doesn't always have great interesting villains sometimes they're just villains um so i mean he's clearly going to die soon so i think say enjoy yeah, enjoy his scenery I chewing i don't foresee any it lance or the governor making out of this series alive no he's one of those people that fails upward you know he's going to rise to the level of his incompetence and be struck down horribly it's yeah. inversely proportional you see the more the more incompetent he is He's gonna he's gonna be president Annie Lennox too. No, he's gonna die. He's gonna die because they're gonna be in charge of the that's gonna do the flash forward where Judith is like the mayor or you know <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I mean it's but it's it's a great scene. The last five minutes of the last episode, but he's gonna be Mayor Judith. There appears to be a breach in the fence on the southern quad. She's gonna be like, take care of it oh no she's going to put on the hat and pull out her gun and go out to take care of it herself um but yeah no this is this scene sets up max doing the recording and etc 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 anyway we also get his spies after they shot the janitors doing like signals through the window and prepare yourself i mean clearly there's a plan so jailbreak coming but that's yeah. essentially where the episode ends. Well, no, no. We, there was a whole scene in the church. We I covered Did that. Did we touch on that? A little bit. Okay, I had a question. Sure. Okay. What is ambrosia? It is a it's a it's a southern salad that's not really a salad. It's uh miracle whip Whoa. and uh marshmallows uh -huh. and fruit cocktail oh. and shaved uh shaved pineapple shaved toasted pineapple and uh -huh. walnuts and you mix it all together and you eat it it's called ambrosia salad it's mayonnaise based no uh and i say i meant cool whip oh ready whip ready yeah not miracle whip cool whip miracle whip. if i went and made that but fucking mayonnaise in it oh no see this is if you go back to your 1950s cookbooks that's the one with mayonnaise this is the one i've had that food. at innumerable potlucks and i just never knew what it was called in western kansas that's a bit of a favorite i think well with that, that so and, uh, um what is it uh oh the oh the nixon hotel salad you know what i'm talking about watergate salad pistachios and and whipped cream and and uh it's really good marshmallows mm, yeah there's there's a an iowa version grated that doesn't carrots. doesn't have the nuts in it but pretty much the same thing yeah. yeah grated carrots are in it too yeah so that's what ambrosia is thank you for letting me know here's my another question why okay everybody got their gear back where's his crossbow daryl's yeah, we didn't actually I'm see the crossbow. Sure, I'm sure he'll. Uh, it was in the episode with that dickhole uh, trying to fight the zombies that came out of the the, the storage container because it was sitting on the. It was one of the. He made fun of it. You know, I know it's there. He did not have it this episode. And I thought he got all his stuff back, but it'll show up. We did leave it. We did leave out two emotional conversations. Right, I mean, there were a bunch of little. You know prep stuff here we have we have judith not wanting to leave so she runs off and hides oh yeah that was a bit of a that was like a parenting moment for daryl that we oh, didn't it, get to see before. it's daryl and carol because we get they're you know they go looking for her mm -hmm. and daryl's like i don't know what i'm doing and carol's like nobody knows what they're doing with <laughs> children they you don't... know this is why i keep having to kill them <laughs> You, you'll note how many I don't have left. Um, 
but I mean, it's, it's so it's a nice little bit. And then, and then of course, Daryl and Judith have that moment where he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying. And look, we've Daryl taking Rick's gun in this, they didn't really treat it like some sort of super big moment, but it's a big moment. He's, I mean, this is officially Daryl is dad now. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's up until this point, Daryl has kind of been her caretaker, but here it's like, I'm your dad. I mean, they don't, he doesn't say it, but that's the subtext because Rick yeah. is gone and Michonne is gone and he essentially is, is, is adopting her here. And it's a nice little moment. It's very sweet. And it's a nice connection moment between the two of them, which is always nice. And it's not 40,000 minutes long. I think it fell under, it might've actually fallen underneath the two minute rule, which we established in season two. <laughs> and I liked how he um, told that story about his own parent, like childhood, like having a place to go and be quiet and you know not have to deal with his father. Well, and it's we it's easy to forget just how broken Daryl was when we met him. Mm-hmm. And just how how much he was Earl's creature. Yeah. You know, and, and how far he's come as a character. So for for him to be at this point where he's really, in many ways, the leader of this group and becoming Rick for all intents and purposes in the storyline. It's a nice moment for Daryl. And his hair actually didn't look terrible this episode. It looked, no, like, just, it looked like he conditioned it. It's like it's it just really got long good. hair. It's not like this weird rat's nest thing that we've been, stringy thing that we've been seeing. It's like, he's got long hair. All right. What if he said to like the, the makeup crew, can we just not with the oil in my hair today? No. Jesus. No. What happened was some hair person on the show said, Daryl has to wash his hair sometime, Norman. <laughs> he would wash his hair after being in the sewer, Norman. <laughs> He's going to a street parade, Norman. He's got to be clean. And then, and then he was like, you're not going to make me cut. No, I'm not going to make you cut any of it. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid we have any Maybe. kind of tell any kind of story. Me with your hair but you're gonna go in it's gonna be clean norman don't make don't make me call scott gimple i'm a severely ugly man don't don't cut the hair out of my face (laughs) i am not attractive just don't make me cut it there's a whole lot of people who think he's very attractive i know it's good here's the thing about norman reedus he is very He's got a unique face. He reminds me a lot of young Steve Buscemi. Have you seen, like, he was, Steve Buscemi was in movies where he played, you know, he's a a very famous gay film called Significant Others, where he plays the lead. And he's, he still obviously looks like Steve Buscemi, but it's believable that people would be attracted to him. He's, you know, he's interesting, he's unique looking, and he's got charisma, and that makes him attractive. I feel like Norman Reedus falls into that same character, that same like category. Mm-hmm. But they, he works real hard to make Daryl look bad. Yeah. Yep. I think that's it. Did we do everything? Is that all of it? I think we covered it. I mean, clearly we're setting stuff up here because, you know, Eugene is, it wasn't exactly subtle who was responsible for pushing the button on the recorder. I mean, Eugene's up in the booth. Everybody saw Eugene was up in the booth. So they're coming after Eugene. It was also very clear that Max was involved with this. I mean, that whole, you know, when Sebastian says, I'm going to kill you, he says it like he's on the stage with his mom. Um, So it's not like, you know, they don't know that Max and Eugene are responsible for this. So governor's going to be pissed. Her legacy just just got eight. Mercer's got some decisions to make and all sorts of stuff's going to happen. So we'll have to see how quickly the storyline moves along. Cause like I said, they're all splitting up and going different places. So, Oh, we missed, uh, we missed that. That was an important moment. I think uh, when the, the walkers showed up and Mercer was like, you take the governor and take her to, uh, don't 
let anybody see her until I, you hear directly from me. And, uh, and the governor's like, I thought you were supposed to protect me. And he says, my, um, I am supposed to protect the people of the Commonwealth. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, that I think is very much foreshadowing that he is, he is going to make the right decision. Right. Like, as things go. Yep. Yep. He's fighting for his own agency at this point. And that's going to be very inconvenient for the governor. I think we're setting him up to be the new leader of the Commonwealth and all of a sudden done. He's not going to want it, but they're going to make him take it. Uh, and he'll do it. He'll do it because, you know, he's the, probably the right man for the job. Well, he's no brand Stark, but. <laughs> uh, I'm so glad I didn't watch that show. <laughs> no, you're not. It's awesome. The show's great. <laughs> no, but I would have been. I, I I watched a little. I from the little bit that I watched, I would have been mad at those last couple of seasons. Oh, probably. Like I would have been one of those people that would have been like, ah, having a conniption. But I just couldn't get into it. I watched one season. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> Look forward to seeing what George does with it in the books. He's never finishing the book. Uh, every time somebody says that, it costs another year. So quit it. <laughs> never, ever, ever. He's fain. He's fain. He said, I've heard him say it in a, in a convention, uh, in, a, in a lounge at a convention one time. We were just sitting here around bullshitting. There was a bunch of people in the room, of course, you know, it was George in there. And he was like, somebody was like, when are you going to finish it? And he, and he was like, every time somebody asked me that, it's another year. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. That's the episode. I um again this was we've had two episodes of this latter part of the season we've enjoyed both of them that's a little dangerous that's two in a row I well you know that this next episode we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about like why they've decided to add like mystical zombies right at the end <laughs> when we get next episode so that's gonna be Fucking, irritating it's, it's it's disgraceful there's a george romero zombie movie i can't remember which one but it but the zombies gain sentience i think that's twilight of the dead i don't remember but yeah there's one at least one of them look they i've seen stuff about this they are looping back around to the very first season where we actually saw walkers who seem to have some sort of memory um we had uh they displayed memories of family the little girl carrying her teddy bear who was acting yeah. like it and and then of course we had um lenny morgan's james wife. Yeah. morgan's wife who showed up at, the, at his door uh so yeah i mean there's they're they're looping back around it's just we only had 10 years in between these two things so i'm sure you know we've all remembered that anyway you think zombies swallow? Well, yeah, they have to. They're chewing. That's mechanics. Yeah, never really see it. Well, we don't actually see them bite anybody either. It's just a lovely. There was there was one there was one shot this episode where they like the guy attacks one of the zombies attacks a guy and he's so clearly biting into the blood pack on this guy. Oh yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like wow, this is a poorly shot. This is a bad angle. I loved it. And I then they it. doubled down because that they like really went in on that guy and his zombie. Yeah, it's just like what a strange place to bite. What an interesting place to put the blood pack. Okay, guys, if that's what you want to do. <laughs> I was like I was thinking, wow, it's just he's just going to lay there, isn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, there's a whole lot of oh no. I have been grazed by a tooth. I must die. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. I don't know. It's it's we can still get enjoyment out of some of this stuff. Is that's okay. All right, folks. Well, if you thought this was a good episode, we'd love to hear from you. If you didn't like it, we'd love to hear from you too. Do you think Sebastian was momentarily an interesting character as opposed to being a horrid little brat monster? Did you enjoy watching him die terribly at the end like we did? We'll see where we go next, and we hope that you will join us for that. Again, you can find us on the social medias. You can find us on Patreon. Look up Zompocalypse Now if you'd like to help support the show. And, um, yeah, check out our, our sponsor, the Outbreak Challenge. And we will do this again for the next episode. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful what you say right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim.
Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> and as always, folks, we appreciate you guys listening. And thanks for those of you who made uh, gave us a like a seven hundred. They're not. They're not listening anymore. Oh, somebody's tuning in because we had seven hundred people download an episode uh, a couple episodes <laughs> ago. I don't know what inspired that, but we appreciate it. Thanks. Which you. episode was it? Which um, that would have been. Dwight and share your toxic AF. Wow. <laughs> Considering Fear the Walking Dead's The Raft. So uh, we appreciate you guys uh, doing that. Uh, that's very kind. And uh, sh- share the show. Let your friends know. Tell us what you think. We appreciate it. And we appreciate you. So thanks for joining us. We will see you guys on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Appreciation. Write a Hello. comment, you fox. <laughs> Interact with us, please. We're so lonely. You're nice. Well. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved. <laughs>